Hey guys, welcome to episode 15 of the Blockchain Bandits podcast. You're here with me, Jeff. Myself, Courtney. And me, Andy. And today we'll be talking about the cryptocurrency markets, how they've been over the past week. We'll be talking about Coinbase releasing their new um, e-commerce platform. We'll also be talking about American Express and Santander teaming up with Ripple. Um, the UK banning, um, basically expanding what we spoke about last week with the UK banning cryptocurrencies with credit. And then we'll be touching on the first African cryptocurrency exchange and be going into detail about that too. But first off, we want to just let you guys know before a little disclaimer at the beginning, none of this is financial advice. Go and do your own research. This is all just our opinions and views and yeah. Also, um, of you wait, get, wait, 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 hold on a second. So, I just want to throw out another little disclaimer. So, this is Courtney, by the way, guys. Um, I'm not a womanizer, yeah. <laughs> I was actually ill, I was on deathbed, uh-huh. you know. I was in hospital, yeah. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry, I couldn't cool. make it, yeah. Cool, sure. <laughs> anyway, that was a complete lie. I'd like to add another disclaimer everything that Courtney has just said is a lie, anyway. He, yeah, he is a womanizer, and we all know. Anyway, <laughs> back to the subject at hand. Cryptocurrency markets have started to bounce up a bit over the last week. We've been seeing some bullish action. Um, last week we did mention that the short term looked bullish, and obviously long term overall looked um, it was still bearish because you know we need some confirmation. I think that still stands this week. Yeah, it's not enough um, bullish pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, like we said in the short term, it was bullish and and we'll see how it how it goes but you know with these it seems a lot more stable which is a good thing i suppose it's not just shooting up or shooting down mm. uh people being a bit more careful which is good um but yes yeah, it's and it's, it's at a decent level in terms of if you wanted to, if you wanted it to go bullish long term is this is the place for it to start and um it's looking decent it's looking healthy yeah yeah I'd, you know i'd say that we're hopefully out of the period of you know people just selling because you know you have you know your 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 um your points where you say to yourself i'm going to start this at this level and people just getting pushed out the market in that way i think we're over that potentially and we're kind of going back into the era of yeah of stability which is good for the market um you know i think a lot of people were actually getting scared anyway by the volatility um a lot of people were actually saying i'm getting out um and taking my losses um, so I think hopefully, <laughs> I do say hopefully, that we're kind of over that. Would you say, Andy, on that? Yeah, like, I mean, we broke the whole um, resistance we wanted to. We got out mm. of the bearish channel we were inside. Mm. Um, and basically the, the channel of where the bear, the bear trend was going towards has become this new support. This is on the Bitcoin. Chart, on Bitcoin yeah. in mm. particular, yeah. Mm. Um, like, in again, in terms of Bitcoin, it's... it's like there's a lot of resistance now around the 10k um 10k region mm. um which is to be expected exactly yeah. exactly you mm. know we, we everyone knows well I, well we know mm. that these big numbers like that your 8000 9000 10000 11000 mm. like pe- people like to sell off at round numbers basically yeah. mm-hmm. but um the mark we we would really like to see is it break the 61% fib mark mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so for now, like I guess it's expected resistance. I think the best thing for the whole market maybe would just be to like 
just a bit of sideway action. Mm. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, and just like get uh, let the market find its feet. A bit more confidence. A bit more stability, which mm. is hard to call for in the in the cryptocurrency yeah. market. But yeah, like um, it's kind of like we were saying yesterday, uh, last week. Sorry. Mm. Um, like yeah, it's still a bit bullish. Um, short term. Mm. Uh, it's way too soon to say yeah. how it's looking long term. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, last time it came down to ten thousand after going past like the last few times. It's, it's it ranged for a bit so it moves sideways for a bit mm. so you can kind of expect it to do the same thing and retest the 10,000 because it broke through 10,000 then came down retested it bounced off right now still still above 10,000 and we'll see if it holds up if it holds up for a significant amount of time i think the the bulls will get a bit more confident they'll yeah. believe that you know what it's not going to go below 10,000 or there's not a good there's a good chance it won't go below to yeah. 10,000 and um, maybe start placing some buy orders and we'll see the market go up a bit. But, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I made a video doing my technical analysis like prior to this, during the crash or just before the crash. Or I think it was during. And I was just looking for opportunities. Um, I mentioned in the video that 9K was my spot to get in at. Um, it went well below 9K um, after that, but... I still held on because, uh, you know, I believed in my analysis, I had my exit strategy and I, I, I believed that, you know, pri if price would have had to have got a lot lower for me to, to you know, decide, you know what, I'm out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, um right now, obviously, it's in profit and we'll just see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, and it's the same across the board, I suppose, um, even with um, <laughs> Ethereum, uh Right now, it's at $941. Um, still has some strong resistance ahead of it, a strong fib level. Uh, we'll see if it can if it can break that 50% fib and, and go up. There's a lot of, lot of um, resistance there. But yeah, short term, bullish, you know, with a lot to get through. So yeah, same thing with Ethereum, really. Um, Litecoin had a great week. It really did. It, it surged up. It broke some strong resistance levels, two major resistance levels, two fibs, in fact. Still got one other major one to go, but it's recovered a lot. Like it's almost recovered. Obviously, it's, it's heading towards a fifty percent retracement, so that means it's recovering like fifty percent since the drop. Yeah. And um, it's 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 doing well. Like you know, people are putting their money back in in the in the space. And you know maybe they're looking long term. Maybe they're they're not. Maybe they they saw the same things that we saw yeah. that it would look yeah. bullish short term. And you know what? Let's just make a quick buck, let it rise up for a bit, and then we'll jump back out. Yeah. So and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. Like obviously with the top five, they've mm. done the they've done the best in the top five. Mm. And you, like, again, that's that's with Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Ripple, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin. Yeah. And it's only potentially could get better. Yeah. With what. Yeah, Coinbase exactly. I'm gonna put, pull out now, isn't exactly. it? Exactly the the e-commerce thing that we mentioned earlier, actually. Um, so yeah, Coinbase Coinbase are making this e-commerce thing, which will allow merchants, you know, if you, your online stores and stuff like that, to be able to sell and make, um, you know, do business with cryptocurrencies so much easier than they could before. Like you go onto, let's say, for example, eBay. They use PayPal at the moment. 
So say you were a seller on eBay and you were receiving your money, you could receive in cryptocurrencies just as easily as you would make a payment through PayPal with this new platform that Coinbase made. Um, and obviously, as we know, Coinbase, they deal with the big five, well, not Ripple, but they deal with the big major coins that have been surging up. So maybe that was the cause. You know, people are looking at that going, yeah, well, now this is, now this is the case. You know, maybe we'll be able to, um, more people will be invested in it because you can actually use it for online stores. Transaction times and stuff play into it, but with Litecoin and, and um that depending on how the networks are looking, it, uh, transactions could be pretty quick. So maybe that's why Litecoin went up so fast because if I was a merchant and I wanted to receive cryptocurrencies, I would head for Litecoin yeah, to be yeah, honest. Exactly. So, you know, uh, but yeah, more on this um, Coinba Coinbase merchants um, platform. Um, Andy, I think you got Yeah, uh, like um, basically this, it's just come out recently, mm -hmm. but the best way I can describe it to people listening is it's kind of like PayPal. Mm. Um, it's and it's they've they've basically allowed people to use their um their cryptocurrencies and allow uh like e um other commerce sites which allow currencies. So obviously they need to be op opt into it mm. to receive it. And you just send your payments directly to the the merchant, mm. and it's completely um. It doesn't exactly go through Coinbase. Coin, mm. It's not uh, their wallet. It's not on Coinbase. Yeah. They own it. Yeah. Which is again, it's a good thing. It's mm. a great service. It makes it more stable. Yeah, and mm. it's a really smart, good move from from Coinbase because yeah. uh, because again, their UI is the great. best. Yeah. It, it, it is is one of the best, and we always say uh, to like it's really good for new uh, new people getting into it. Mm. And um, you can see that they've like they've really thought about it. Mm. Uh, this was their big next next thing. Mm. Um, they've actually teamed up with uh, Shopify, mm. which is uh, the largest yeah. uh, multi-channel commerce platform. And uh, so many people use Shopify. Yeah. So the fact that that's a feature On now, Shopify. exactly. Yeah. So you could be you you can have like go to a little shop like online, mm. and they, they they might allow uh, yeah. crypto payments. Exactly. Yeah. Even yeah. if they use it as a gimmick, you know, because yeah. they could do. It's there, and people will use. Sorry, people will use it, and um, it will drive the value. Well, it should drive value up because more people will be buying cryptos. And if it turns out that it's much easier for them, especially people who are already in a crypto space and have crypto coins, and mm. you know, there's a lot of people that just use them. You know, for various things, they either donate cryptocurrencies to their favorite YouTube channel, hint hint, or they, yeah. um, you know, they you know, purchase things here and there using cryptos. Um, you know, those are the types of people that are going to use it first and then everyone else is going to follow on. And even if it, no one uses it, it raises the profile of cryptocurrencies and makes them more trustworthy because say your mom or your auntie or your uncle or dad go on to, you know, online store and they want to buy something and then they see the Bitcoin um, symbol there as an option, they'll go, hmm, may people are using this now. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No. Oh yeah. yeah, Jeffrey has a few Bitcoin. He? <laughs> yeah. you, buy, you buy your mum a uh, dresser or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shopping with it. I think yeah. I, I think right now we're in a phase, and a phase I'll call it like you know the. 
the adoption phase again of 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 cryptos but but using for using cryptos for different types of transactions you know whilst we've been getting so much bad news <laughs> and as we would mentioned in previous podcasts all the bad news comes at the same time mm. we seem to be going through now the phase of all the good news coming at the same time and it being mainly around you know the adoption and use cases for for uh, cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. and i think coinbase is is playing a part in that um i think even our next topic in terms of talking about you know american express santander mm-hmm. actually teaming up together and and working with ripple um you know we know ripple is actually you know backed by the banks anyway mm-hmm. um so it's kind of you know something that we could see happening yeah. in, in general in the space but you know, you know, the aim of it all is to actually reduce costs and actually increase speed of transactions across the borders between US and the UK. Now, you can already say, you know, that this is not just going to be limited, you know, f- in yeah. future just to US and UK. It's yeah. going to be across the board. But that's so big. Like that is such a big kind of statement um, to, to kind of make. You know, Santander is quite a big bank. You know, it's, it's got its roots in um, Spain. And then again across to to the UK, and then to have American Express, uh, you know, on on the same page yeah, there, yeah. it's it's this is major. Yeah, yeah. it is. They're, they're they're making big moves, and it makes sense. Like the first thing I said when I heard about this to the guys was, it just makes sense. Like, if you are involved in you know transacting across the world, and you and it takes time and costs <laughs> a lot of money for you, there's an alternative which is literally instant and is a very virtually cost nothing compared to what you're paying why wouldn't you use it and that's what's happening the difference is that um before this news if we said this to someone they would have been like no why would they use it and now it's happening exactly you see and that's how you know sometimes we have to kind of um i know it's a huge risk and stuff you know this is a risky market but you have to kind of just look at things step back and look at things in a logical way you know and don't get emotional don't let fear get in the way don't let um doubt get in the way because either way like maybe if you look at it in a logical way with certain circumstances you will understand certain cryptocurrencies are just rubbish you know um and obviously as someone who wasn't the biggest fan of ripple because it's a bank coin you know i could easily just be like oh boo blah 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 but it just makes sense to me why they're doing this so and yeah. i i can't argue with it exactly mm. well um it just goes to back to the whole fact that we've said it time and again like um 2018 is going to be the year mm. where cryptocurrencies are going to go mainstream yeah like um again with what santander and uh, Halli- um halifax uh, american express mm. are doing with ripple yeah like shows that mm. and so again like what um what coinbase are doing with their commerce thing it mm. shows that like um they are going into the mainstream with a bank like again what coinbase were doing we, we were talking about it last week mm. how they're introducing their lightning network yeah which is again cheaper fees yeah quicker transactions yeah um what what uh, the banks are doing now with ripple quick uh, um smaller fees quick and transactions yeah. it's just we've said this for for, yeah. for, for months now time, yeah. Yeah. like we, the reason why we are in this is because of technology exactly i think just to put it in perspective like the transactions that used to take days are actually completed in real time yeah now you want to be doing business between you know a company a company b you need your transactions to you know occur instantly you don't really want it to be like days on end but one key factor of that is that you want security and that's what the blockchain produces yeah, you, yeah. yeah. 
it like, allows you to be secure and um, fast at the same time, which is and and connected to people across the globe. And like Andy was saying, we've been saying that the market of the world is thirsty for something like this. It wants quick fee, uh, like low fee transactions, and that's what it's getting with like the Lightning Network and the. And as you can see, if you put all of these things into place, you can see a world building where all of this is integrated. So, for example, you have cross-border um, payments that are secure. Um, then you have merchant payments that are secure and fast with low fees. So, for example, mm -hmm. the block, the Bitcoin um, had had high fees and stuff uh, and was slow. But now you have a merchant. You can open a merchant channel with the Lightning Network and be able to have quick transactions for like a fraction of the fee um using bitcoin and it's great and and the technology will develop further and this is why we always you know make a point to highlight that you know you need to take note of the technology you need to take note of where it's going because and that should be the main focus price of course it's fun to talk about price sometimes you know but it gets in the way sometimes of yeah. seeing things logically because you start seeing a low price and then all of a sudden all the other factors you know all the technological factors all the all those things that got you into it disappear oh it's a low price now so it's rubbish price is not an indicator of value price alone is not an indicator of value sometimes you need to look past price and see the value behind it because price can be manipulated mm. you know price can be manipulated and it can be you know used to skew people's vision and which, which is what it has done you know get people out the market because mm -hmm. the price is low then buy up the coins and have that value for a low cost so yeah yeah that's basically how it's been and you know um the world becoming more like connected in 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 that sense will help us further so much more you know more than just you know payments and things like that there's mm. so many industries that are going to benefit from this there's going to be so much economic growth and um the possibilities are endless and and but at the end of the day you know some people are going to lose out and yeah. that's why things are you know certain companies and industries will try and stifle it and you know you hear all that fud and you know people chatting rubbish about about cryptocurrencies and you know like the like we spoke about last week the uk banning cryptocurrencies with credit which isn't necessarily something against um crypto and there is logic behind that and i do agree that that is something that needs to happen but you know the fact that you can still use it for gambling and and, and other things you know useless rubbish things that will get you in more debt you know you got to kind of question that um, yeah, I, I agree. But I think it's just going to be subjective to, you know, the industry, the companies around it. Some companies are going to take on use cases and utilize cryptos in such a positive way and say to themselves, we're going to benefit. And it's not a case of we just have to benefit in, you know, that we're going to back Bitcoin. It's we're going to benefit because of technology that, you know, the blockchain gives. Um, you know, that's the key thing for businesses, really. You know, uh, you know, we come back onto the point of, um you know banks and stuff banning um cryptos and uh, you know with credit and stuff like that and we've got a number of banks mm -hmm. that we've, have either banned it or allowed it so we've got like lloyd lloyd's bank mm -hmm. and they've banned it mm -hmm. um barclays uh, thumbs up they've allowed it um 
We've got Royal Bank of Scotland who have allowed it. TSB allowed it. Um, Virgin Money have banned it. Um, NatWest have allowed it. Um, Santander have allowed it. Um, you know, come on. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> it's all the above, right? Um, HSBC have allowed it. Capital One banned it. You know, and that's it. Um, but it's like, you know, I think in 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 the shape of things, it's 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 dependent on what these banks will see from the crypto space. Mm-hmm. Some will see it as being risky, to, you know, not safe because it's not regulated, um, those types of things. And other people will say, you know, we can see where the technology is going, what it can do for us. You know, like Santander, for instance. And we can see where it's going, so we will back it until we're given like a good reason why we shouldn't. Um, in terms of you know, if it's really negatively impacting our customers, or you know, there's actual real fact saying you know we should not back this. And I think that's what we really need. Like the whole point of us saying what we say and do what we do is actually to decrease the space. And I think with them allowing it is increasing the space banning it yeah, it's subjective because you know, you know as we said before with credit and everything else it's most likely not the best thing yeah. but um yeah i think it's, it's 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 a really key key time right now and i think we're kind of just coming out of the depression <laughs> if i'm honest <laughs> and we're starting to see the positive side mm. of things you know there's still a bit of fud there but yeah. it's, it's more about being positive now. And mm. I think that's just the, the phase that we're in. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's like a phase. It happens in phases. It happens in cycles. Happens happens every year. You know, cryptocurrencies crash around the same type of year. Then around uh, around Chinese New Year, like coming up to Chinese New Year, then afterwards it starts to pick up again. Um, it's just one of those things. You just got to ride it out and be logical about it. It's just funny when you see people getting scared. People who were saying it's the greatest thing, you know, months before, all of a sudden they're out. They're like, no, I'm out. You know, I'm. What happened to all that stuff you said before? Like, what happened to all your faith before? Like, is your faith only in what the chart tells you the price is? You know, obviously the price. You've got to have a limit. You know, and fair enough to people who have had their limit and said, you know, this is where if they had a predetermined price point where they said with price gets to here i'm out then that's respectable but if you just jumped out because you saw it fall in you heard all this stuff in the news didn't think about anything else except for i need to get out i need to get out then you know that's kind of upsetting because i know that for a fact there's people who probably sold for a loss who'd probably be in profit again once more um but yeah that that always ties into um uh everything that we say before and um yeah but yeah moving on to our next subject, the Canadian Stock Exchange has um, actually launched a fully re- regulated, or planning on launching, a fully regulated um, cryptocurrency. Um, basically, the Canadian uh, Securities Exchange, the CSE, announced that they will soon launch a securities clearing and settlement platform based on the Ethereum blockchain. So basically, it will just allow companies to launch their ICOs with their own token. Um, it will be a fully regulated token by the SEC and it will basically regulate the whole ICO um, space as a whole because then everybody comes through them to launch an ICO and they can see how everything's going and if everything's going according to their rules. Um, uh, I kind of still don't know how I feel about this, you know, because ICOs have been terrible. Like, they, there have been some terrible ICOs out there and there have been some great ones as well that I, that have a, great future out there and are going to basically change the world and the way we we interact with each other and interact with the world 
but like I always say, 95% of ICOs are going to be our rubbish, basically. And so to have a filter like what this ESC is doing may be beneficial, but too much regulation, too many tight rules can kind of stifle growth and, you know, depending on the rules. But what this is doing, what the main point for this is that it's setting a, a precedent, it's setting the stage, it's setting a sort of template for other um, regulation, regulatory bodies, other exchanges and um, other financial institutions and they're going to learn from this and they're going to see um, what things are, are the CSE doing that we want to do, what things did, do we not want to do. So it's something to keep an eye on because it could set a precedent for how things are in the future for the whole cryptocurrency space. I'd like to just think of it as like maybe one positive, one negative quickly. So I would say on the negative side first, you start with negatives and we can brighten up the day afterwards. You know, centralization, you know, I think it would be frowned upon in the space just because of centralization. But we know that, or we knew that this would always, you know, come to pass, that there would be some sort of regulation. And I think this is maybe not the way we necessarily saw it being, but, you know, then again, see how it goes, you know, see if yeah, if it works, it could work. It could be really good for the space. It could be really good for, you know, everything that's happening over um, in Canada. So, you know, let's see what happens there. Mm. But then the positive, really and truly, is that it will stop pump and dumps. You know, it will stop, you know, a lot of these people popping up out of nowhere and actually going, oh, yeah, buy into this. And then you buy into it and the next minute you lose all your money. Um, so I think that is good and again regulation in general um it stops crime and anything else in space that you know people believe there or believes occurring um so i think it's good in that in, in that in that way but it'd be really good to see how this develops and kind of what comes from it all, you know yeah i think it's um it's a it's a positive thing in terms of uh protecting the investors mm. um because i mean that's that's their role that's their job and if they you, you they are telling uh, potential ICO um, creators to go through their uh, regulatory system and have to buy their coin, mm. then in my opinion, okay, fair enough. But it's it's a bit extreme. But if they want like because it's so new, mm. every, this whole space, uh, people are trying different things. The governments are trying different things. Um, and again, we're going to talk about what uh, the Amer uh, the American um, what's it called the CFTC are go going to be doing in a moment. Mm. But it's it's interesting to see how different world governments are approaching the ICO boom mm. and how they're approaching uh, not just protecting their customers, it's tax as well, and it's getting the fraudsters, mm. and it's they they're slowly because 2017 again was the moment where a lot of governments and banks were like let's see what happens mm. let's let's just watch this beast what it becomes because they, they kept saying uh, like uh again we we've been reading uh like reading different articles watching interviews of what a lot of um big heads have been saying and mm. they've said it's too soon to say mm. it's too soon to say 2018 is the year where they are starting to make moves so it'll be interesting to see how this how this evolves yeah. uh personally um um it depends on uh, for me it depends on how um how they control this ico mm. 
yeah. really this coin sorry this coin, coin yeah. um what exact like benefits it brings uh what it's going to hold back on because a lot of people who uh, a lot of um like basically maybe inventors or creators or uh just people who want to make ICOs mm. they could see it that maybe Canada is not the best place to start ICO yeah, and true. it could go elsewhere yeah so we'll see it really mm. depends on what this coin is offering mm. i agree but yeah more on regulation and um control um the CFTC have actually put out kind of like a a wanted poster sort of thing for mm-hmm. um pump and dump groups so what they're doing is they're offering um how much are they offering again uh 10% to 30% if it's more than more than 1 million oh yeah uh, basically for people who basically blow the whistle on pump and dump groups so if there's a pump and dump group that's making like a million or, or something like that um and you know who's behind it and then you let the CFTC know they'll give you like 30% of that or 10% and um yeah that's what they're doing they're getting serious on these pump and dump groups because mm. you know that had to happen you can't just run a pump and dump group and just because it's unregulated and think that it's just going to be like that forever I'm sure some of them knew some people might have only done it once and jumped out but you know they're going to start clamping hard on these guys you know they brought out a document a document you know talking about how they're they're going to clamp down on these guys they're going to catch them all you know and it's, it's they're serious uh, you know this reminds me of um you know um those kind of traffic kind of warnings that used to put out because they realized there's so much traffic incidents that people are dying all the time crossing the road and it was you know it was manic you know you cross the road and you're dead and it's, just, it's not a nice experience um and they you know the government had to stop it or reduce the amount of traffic accidents in, in people crossing the road so you had like all those different advertisements commercials and arrests you know the hedgehog crossing the road etc mm. it's that <laughs> they're putting this out for people to kind of be aware that this happens a bit like crime watch as well you know and if you do tell us we're gonna benefit you in some shape or form it's good i guess you know it's it's, it's a case of you know reducing quote unquote people just re- losing all their money and you know i'm for it because i think people losing their money means people coming out of space not wanting to know about the technology not not wanting to know about anything to do with blockchain and um you know if if people f- feeling that it's more safe because most uh, ICOs aren't pump and dumps, then all the better, right? Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. Funny enough, they actually do talk a lot about, like, what you should and shouldn't do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of just sounds like us. Yeah. I can't lie. Yeah. I can't lie. Like, stuff like you shouldn't just, um, you know, go and uh, get uh, listen to one tip or for you shouldn't um, listen to some random person on social media just going, oh, yeah, you can definitely get some money here. You put in 10p and you earn a million in a minute. Like, th- th- kind of common sense. But, you know, there are people that kind of just follow these things because they think, oh, man, you know, I need to make money now. You know, Jerry down the road, you know, invested in Bitcoin like two years ago and he's a millionaire now. I need to be on that wave too. Like, how do I do it? And get confused and think, these advertisements that pop up all over the place lead to like you know richness and you know being totally like lucrative but not necessarily you know uh, so yeah again as i say kind of sounds like us i don't obviously we didn't write it ourselves but you know it's a lot of the advice that we've been giving um so you should check it out i'd say um yeah
Yeah, I mean, it's it's written by the U.S. Commodities Futures <laughs> Trading Commission, so like they're a bit of a big deal, and like they've been again. This is it's like on this uh, um this uh, PDF that they've released. It says old scam, new technology. Mm. And that's exactly right. It's People true. have been doing this for like decades, mm. like maybe even longer, mm. um, since they've been markets really, um, th- like. Penny stocks was probably the yeah, uh, the, the last the recent, even yeah. even IPOs yeah. like um but yeah penny stocks are, for the people for the people who don't know really mm. know what we're talking about here mm. like your blue chips um mm. is if you've watched the wolf of wall street yeah uh, when he when he starts to selling penny stocks and he's selling penny stocks for like six, uh, seven cents a, a, a stock, right? Mm. And he's telling people on the phone that if it goes up like a few pence, you've made like forty percent of your mm. blah blah blah. And but it's a complete risk and it's uh, it's highly volatile these yeah. stocks. And um, cryptos are pretty similar. Well, some are, some aren't. It depends. You do your research, mm. which is what we say. Um, but basically, this this uh, this article kind of talks about that talks about basically people are just moving to the cryptocurrency uh, market because they can see it's highly volatile and mm. a lot of people can make a lot of money and a, gr- and a lot of greed is involved. So basically, there, it's, just, it's just an article saying that um, if you blow the whistle, or so basically if you snitch, mm. we will give you money if um, the, the, uh, the whole thing leads to a million pounds worth or more, yeah. or dollars or more. Um, and you can get up to 10, 10% to 30%, mm. which is, I guess, if, again, if you have, if you have knowledge that pump and dump uh, groups are going on, mm. which again, we aren't, yeah. and we made sure we yeah. were never going to, we were never going to do a ticket stuff. Mm. We've actually been told to do it. Yeah. It's suggested True. that we mm. can do it. And we say, God, no, yeah. because they're scams. Mm. And we've all, we've said that from day one. Um, do you know what's funny actually? You mentioned Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And Jordan Belfort was basically the main guy yeah, on yeah, Wall Jordan, Street. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy that was running these scam operations. He's turning around telling people that Bitcoin's a scam. scam yeah. And people are actually taking it on board. Why would why would you listen to the Tim? He's gone mm. to prison for doing fraud. Well, Clearly, um, if I was going to go to anyone for financial tips or anything, I wouldn't go to him. Yeah. It, anything he tell you would be something that would benefit him. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe he's just saying this so that price goes down uh, and then he gets cheap. I think he's a, he was a, he was an advisor for the FBI, but it still doesn't mm. mean he can't profit off it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the whole fact that like, I, because the way it's just maybe it's just the way he is. Mm. Like he thinks that yeah, money can be made, but it's true. Yeah. Money like people can easily make pump and dumps like off cryptocurrency yeah. and maybe you're saying yeah it's that but don't want to say the whole thing's a scam yeah, exactly. like, shut up, man he targeted bitcoin in particular yeah. the most decentralized one yeah. well well that's debatable actually but still it's um the well, it's he targeted targeted bitcoin alone and i don't know that just you know when people just focus on bitcoin alone it i know they're real fudsters and i know that they're real um you know they're they don't actually know what they're talking about because it, it's obviously way much it's much wider than just bitcoin you know and if you're just going to focus on that then it just shows me the limit of your knowledge yeah especially when it was obvious and it's like the most money is in bitcoin so you, you spread fraud about bit, bitcoin because that's where the money's at um you know it's like, get the money um but anyway like i think <laughs> get the money but I think in 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 terms of why they might listen to him, I, I just think it's because you know, people will look at him and think you have experience of ripping everyone off, so you most likely would understand where 
somebody will get ripped off. Yeah. Um, but I think that's subjective. Uh, you know, I think as as we always like to say, just make sure you do your research yeah. and and kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Um, anything in life can actually be a ripoff. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. You know, a, a quick little analogy is that you can go into a local shop and they could be selling you something for three pounds that, you know, it's not three pounds, like, you know, a bottle of water. Yeah. Um, are you going to buy it? Are you going to think to yourself, well, I actually know that I can go and get this for 50p, so I'll go and get it for 50p or less. Or are you going to buy it on three pounds? Again, it's it's a matter of necessity. It's a matter of whether or not you know that's that's what you want to do. Your research, the company behind that water, you know, so many things come into that decision you make. Because I'm gonna not gonna lie to you, some people pay three pounds for a bottle of water. <laughs> so, <laughs> are they stupid? It's subjective. It's like uh, just do your research and know what's good for you. Mm. That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. Taking consideration what he's got to say, what we've got to say what government bodies have to say, what everybody else has to say in the world, and just make a good judgment for yourself. Yeah, that's the best way to go around anything, really. But, yeah, moving on to our next subject, actually, one that I'm kind of um, excited to talk about, is Africa's first Bitcoin exchange. Um, apparently, they're targeting 1 billion users by next year, is it? or uh, 20, by tw- uh, 2025. 2025. Um, which is a huge claim, but I think it's very possible because they have targeted the mobile phone users, and which is like there, there's billion, well millions of um, mobile phone users, smartphone users in Africa, and Africa is a hotspot for um, international payments. And anyone that has like family over there or anything knows that yeah. the prices like for to transfer money from through something like western union is just crazy like it, it costs a lot of money basically it takes a huge chunk out of the money that you want to send and if you can do that and only pay a fraction of the price and it's literally instant and you know they've got it and they can confirm to you they've got it through their phone and be like oh yeah it's on my phone i just got it and send you back a message and it makes life a lot easier and also it can help business over there as well i mentioned loads of times that i've felt like blockchain technology could help Africa a lot and this is one of the things that it could help it help it with um I believe yeah so I agree I think the, co- the company's been around since about 2013 and you know in its time it's just trying to be you know basically build up its uh growth in the space um you know it's it's based now in Singapore I believe and you know I think it's just trying to get closer to to the markets when it comes to cryptocurrencies yeah. by doing so. But its birth was pretty much in South Africa, and again, as just said, that's kind of where you know the whole mobile kind of strength has come from. You know, big guns, um, and you know it's 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 just it's planning on expanding and expanding. And now it's been there for a while, so you can see that there's a bit of um, groundwork really made, and and you know the fact that it just wants to grow in the space and. To be honest with you, well, I guess maybe because we're not in in the countries that it might be targeting, but it doesn't seem like they're overly marketing um, this kind of exchange or anything like that. It seems like they're quite um, humble in a sense, and they do talk about even like their kind of ethos uh, in the offices and stuff, and it's quite chill. But one thing that they're really dead set against is security, which you know they they, they take it so seriously as if they were like a bank. So I think um, it's good signs. Yeah, they, their CEO said that um, basically the whole idea that launched them, he said 
uh, we realized the banks were going to take too long to embrace the technology and they were getting confused about what the technology can do. So that's so they jumped on it and they did it. And I think that is key because if you've got someone who's got that vision, who can see holes and gaps in the market and fills them, can see a need and provides the, the service for that need, you can only see something like this expanding because obviously he has the vision uh, and has the the focus and has a belief in the technology as well so it's not going to be like there's a lot of ico companies blockchain companies where the ceo is jumping from um company to company and then the whole company doesn't have a direction um you can tell that this guy's passionate about what he wants to do um like courtney said they've moved to singapore so they've moved to asia which is obviously the hot spot for blockchain tech and cryptocurrencies and so you can see this expanding and and it's going to benefit africa and um i think blockchain technology will start to grow more in africa i think people will look at these guys and be like hey like they started in africa maybe we should start something in africa they did it with some great success so we'll do it too and then you know it will go from there yeah like they've had um amazing success so far like they've had a uh, 1.5 million customers already in 40 countries mm-hmm. um and again as you you guys mentioned that like uh they put a lot of their reasons for it is uh mobile use yeah and again like africa like um a lot of people maybe our listeners might know or might not know but yeah like um the internet use is used all over africa mm. like um and especially mobile uh like mobile um internet mm. like so th- that's that's their target yeah. and like, apparently they, it says here in this in this um article that like it's, it, a lot of their success was due to like South Africa and Nigeria in particular, mm. which are, again, in the next twenty years, anyone who knows about geopolitics, yeah, like they're, they're these are growing mm. countries. Yeah. Um, I think he's, uh, like the 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 whole uh, exchange itself looks mm. very attractive. Yeah. UI yeah. looks really nice. Yeah. So yeah, um, first of all, they're aiming for a billion mm. bef- uh, before twenty twenty five, mm. uh, like. Uh, to be fair, uh, I hope so. Like it, it, they seem to like cover all the good bases in terms of security as well, yeah. um, which is something important, um, especially for exchanges. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks good. Yeah, and by the way, I don't think we mentioned the name, but it's Luno, the name of the exchange, Luno.com. You can check it out if you want to. And um, yeah, the interface seems simple and stuff. And these guys, like I said, they're they're focusing on growing populations and helping those people out there and they're looking to scale themselves they only have like 70 employees at the moment and they've done so well and they're they're planning to scale that up to 300 so you can tell they've already got plans to improve and and provide other services who knows maybe they'll come up with their own merchant service as well to rival coinbase's and you know that's what you need you need more competition because then it makes it refines the um the quality of the products that we get as consumers um yeah that can only be a good thing and the space will grow and so really from everything that's been coming out this past week the cryptocurrency space the blockchain space rather is doing very very well and like we said last year 2018 is the year for it to kick off you like if you're if you're interested in this stuff obviously if you're listening to this you are then you, you know it's um it's going to be a good year you know you're gonna even if you're not investing or anything you're gonna hear about all these new tech um updates these new 
technologies that are coming to improve our lives you know the things that will be integrated into your home into your everyday life by maybe by the end of the year you'll be, you'll be using a blockchain based product every day and you'll be thinking how did i live without this this is how technology grows this is how the internet grew like you can't look back and imagine a, a life without the internet it would be everything would be so long you know imagine doing your uni coursework without the internet you know you'd have you'd be in libraries all day just flicking through loads of books and which is what our parents did and stuff and obviously they got through it but now things are easier for us and then and that's how technology I think we take it for granted yeah we well. do we do take it for granted you know um and we will take this for granted when it all kicks off exactly but you know um let's try and appreciate it as it's growing now and let's try not to stifle it too much and let's not try to listen to too much of the negativities but still remain safe and question everything question everything you come across especially if you're about to invest you know definitely just question everything and look into everything but yeah i think that's it um that's everything we want to speak about this week yep. courtney looks so relieved because now i can go on another date uh, 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 guys no no yeah, okay. I'm, I'm i'm gonna go read the bible a bit oh, okay, and right, um I've, I've got jim um, you know, I, what I always would profess is that we should have a really good work-life balance. Um, and as a child of God, um, you know, we, that <laughs> oh, we just oh spend God. our time oh, <laughs> just anyway. being good people. Yeah. It's Sunday. Um, I hope you have a blessed one, guys. You know, look after yourselves. You know, be safe. Yeah, that's Courtney lying again. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. I'll try and make sure that Courtney behaves himself and is here for the next podcast and not just, you know, drunk and, you know, he was drunk this. He's drunk right now. Like, what the, <laughs> no way. Calm. I'm totally fine, guys. You I'm don't thinking, seem I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm intelligible, you know. That's I not believe. a word. That is a word. I'll like, Google it now, man. See, you should be confident. Are you drunk or not? You should know whether it's a word or not. He's See, I was just, I was just testing you there. Anyway, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. If you like this podcast, leave a like. If you disliked it, um, leave a dislike. And please let us know why you liked it and why you disliked it. Notice on the last podcast, two people disliked it, but they didn't tell us why. Okay. Because Courtney wasn't in it, guys. Right? Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't think that's what it was. Uh, secretly, I think it was the fact that we were, you know, hating on Cardano. But we will never know because the people don't want to let us know. Intelligible is a word. Yes, I. I was testing yeah, you, Courtney. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Take care, guys. See you guys next week.